Welcome to Women in Venture Capital. I'm Roshvina, a student at Harvard Business School with prior experience in finance and more recently venture capital in Africa. And I'm Anvita, Harvard Business School class of 22. I've actively worked in VC and tech startup space. Our mission at Women in Venture Capital is simple. Increase the representation of women in the VC industry through awareness and engagement. So join us as we engage with women establishing their presence in VC. Our guest today is Isabel Dimelo. Isabel is the co-founder of Mo Angels, an angel investing network helping early stage startups in Africa and Mauritius to scale and grow. She also holds non-exec director roles at Afrasia Bank and the Ibil Group. Isabel has previous experience working as COO of the Cité family office in Geneva and CFO of Private Air. She holds an MBA from HEC Paris. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Isabel. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So diving right into the questions, I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about your experience in operations and finance prior to Mo Angels. Um, well, I mean, I... I graduated from HEC quite a while back in 1986 and uh, I majored in marketing and then I thought oh god I need to, to get this finance stuff I need and so I went and I worked for Arthur Anderson for for a little over six years uh, and, uh, and and so I audited all sorts of companies insurance industry uh, editing uh, etc a lot of a lot of consulting jobs and and then I, I just wanted to be accountable for, you know, for the ideas and then the implementation. And, and so I joined a, uh, a company called Gem Plus. And Gem Plus, in fact, was one of the first unicorns in France. Uh, it was the leader in smart cars. Today we have loads of them in, in our pockets and, our, and a little bit everywhere uh, and contactless systems and so on. But, um, and, and, you know, this was a company that I joined, I mean, a startup, when I joined it, it was already, um, I think it was already four years old, or six, and, um, and it was 400 people. And I stayed there for six years. Um, and when I left, it was 4,000. And we had factories in seven countries and offices in 23. So um, that's where I, I got this, um, this taste for, for managing growth. And, and understanding, you know, what were the mistakes, the hurdles, what was there in the way. Um, then I had a, a small break. And, and when I moved to that, this company was in the south of France. When I moved to Geneva, I, I joined a company called Private Air. And uh, well, people don't really believe that you can have this sort of startup environment in, um, in aviation. But this was a business class only uh, turnkey solution that was being sold uh under what we call acmi contract so once again here we had the issues of growth uh because uh you know it came it, it started as a family aviation business and then it, it grew into uh operating uh aircraft to fly transatlantic business class the passengers for lufthansa for um for swiss uh, for uh, for Air France KLM on its oil routes from Amsterdam to Houston, uh, also uh, for Airbus Industries, the 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 shuttle between its its its. So the same thing everywhere was this idea that you know you start with something, it's it's being done a little bit uh, in a in an archaic fashion, and then you have to implement 
the people, the process, the systems, the culture, the governance that goes with, with a, a growing company. So I always had that appetite. And when I, I left aviation, that's when I went into the family office business. I didn't, I didn't particularly like it. And I think the timing was quite bad because I, I joined uh, just before the big Greek banking crisis. This was a Greek family. So um, bringing in process and so on just wasn't the priority. And um, and anyway, so I, I, I did a few. And that's it's at that time that I started becoming an angel investor. Uh, I, I reconnected with somebody that I had known in while I was in the smart card industry. Uh, and uh, she had launched a syndicated angel investing group called Go Beyond. Uh, and, and, you know, I was part of what was called the Geneva Group at the time. Uh, and then there was a Lausanne Group, and then there was a Zurich Group, and then there was a healthcare group, and then there was an impact group, and then there was a Paris group, and then there was a German group, et cetera. And then, and then they also set up programs. Uh, so, um, and, and that's how I, I developed this portfolio. And the idea was, you know, I loved innovation. I love these people that have these great ideas and that are just going to sacrifice everything to, to pursue uh, this. Also, I was based in Switzerland at the time and with uh, EPFL and ETH, which are like two engineering, top engineering schools, you had, you had enormous material for startup and you had an ecosystem that was quite strong in terms of helping them with their IP and, uh, and helping them set up. So, but it was the early times of angel investing in Europe and the idea of syndicating, which allowed you, in fact, to bring uh, the skills of multiple people because we were talking about ticket sizes for individuals of about $4,000. So, um, and, and the ticket size when we were investing in syndication was 50, 60, 100, 150, maybe 200. It depended on, on the company. And, uh, and, but, but then you got the skills of 10, 15, 20 different people that, you know, and maybe they were going to help you, maybe not. Uh, but so, and, and, and that was something I ended up building a very diversified portfolio of about 30 companies. Uh, I shouldn't count. A few have died. Um, but that's life. And, uh, the life of the startups. Uh, a few are taking longer than we would hope to exit. A few have exited, uh, some successfully, some less. Um, and uh, and I really enjoyed that. And so when I four years ago when I moved to um, to Mauritius, in fact my mother was originally from there, so I I, I went there not in completely unknown territory. Uh, I thought, oh, you know, Africa, I went to a conference in Cape Town. So that was a, such a vibrant startup community. Uh, and, and the African continent was so full of opportunities that I said, wow, I'd like to do this and, uh, and get people to share their experience, their networks, their finances with the companies that, that want to grow. And, uh, and I stumbled upon this Africa uh, Angel Academy. And that's how I met the people with whom I co-founded. Uh, I mean, two of the other people with whom I co-founded Mo Angels. Um, and uh, I mean, we're at our sixth investment now. Uh, we haven't had that many in Mauritius because we have to create an ecosystem there. Uh, and uh, in the Af in other African countries, we we generally like to do it with a local partner. I, I mean, I know we do everything virtually, but uh, there's this. I it's it's quite nice to have somebody on the ground if the startup needs to meeting face to face on occasion is really nice. So anyway, 
you're you're clearly you know a veteran in the industry. If if just for the lack of a better term, I mean like a growth expert or a growth guru who has worked at different uh, stages of businesses and helped them scale from where they were, like you said, from 400 to 4,000 in six years uh, at different organizations, and then you know continually involved with uh, different stages of the business uh, to help them reach their potential and you know and and get involved in different capacities. This is truly uh, expansive and amazing. Thanks for sharing this. Uh, curious to hear about, like you said, your move into angel investing. Uh, could you talk a little bit about how that strategy has shaped up in terms of, uh, in terms of maybe thinking about specific sectors or forming any specific thesis about a market and then trying to, uh, you know, just uh, cultivate ecosystem or the culture or how has that shaped for you both before Mo Angels and uh, even at Mo Angels in Mauritius? Uh, what's been the strategy like for angel investing and how has that evolved? I think um, angel investing, and number one, you know, it's if, if all depends on, on the, your level of finances. But if you want to have a diversified portfolio, you're going to want to invest in a number of companies. And you know, if you don't have enormous means, and it's, it's, I mean, you're, what you're really bringing is 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 your network and your experience. Um, it, it's 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 just less lonely and more fun to be doing it with other people. Uh, I think there's that part of it. It's 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 nurturing and and you know it, it's the whole thing about seven degrees of separation. You know people who know people who might help this startup, and I I find that very exciting. And so every time I see one, I'm thinking, ah, this one can help, and this one can help, and that one can help, and I know somebody who knows somebody that can help. And I, so I love I love trying to expose the startup because it, it it helps them grow their ideas. Um, I mean, when when we started in uh, in in Switzerland, um, you know, we were a group of twelve people, and then we were there was a cap, you know, and in, 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 there was a rule that you could not. That we were pooling money at the time, and before you had to be regulated because that's also you know it makes the experience much more expensive as soon as you have to become regulated. Uh, you, if you were less than twenty, then you could pool your money, but. As soon as the group became bigger, then that was no longer an option. And Switzerland had this structure, which is like a fiduciary. So uh, you're all individual investors, but they represent you. You pay a fee, and and so they, you know they're the ones who represent you whenever there's a board and so on. So it, it, this allowed us to do it with much uh, bigger group. We also realized that then you had people that had appetites for verticals. And we had a number because also there's a lot of pharmaceutical between Basel, Lausanne, um, a lot of people that had experience in health tech. And there were a lot of startups in that field in, in, in the region. So then there was a very strong vertical. Uh, th two years ago, that vertical in Go Beyond sort of spun off and became Swiss Health Angels. Um, and, and so, I mean, I, I'm also part of that. I know I'm not a health tech person. Uh, but I, I, I love, you know, if somebody tells me this is meant to solve this type of cancer or this type of disease or this type of problem with your retina and so on. You know, these are things that we can all relate to. And so um, if, if there's a good team that has already executed uh, this somewhere in their prior career, uh, then, then then you have a better chance of it happening. But you know that, you know. I don't know, 50% maybe of the companies that you're investing are just going to disappear. And so uh, so that, that's where the diversification of portfolio is important. 
And uh, so, so there were these verticals. There was also a really interesting initiative that happened a little later on, which was the Rising Tide programs, which were meant at improving the number of women that were uh, investing in angel uh, in in the angel community. And 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 you know, you you realize that. Uh, the, it, the whole program was based on learning by doing. So everybody thinks they're not able to do this, but they have a lot of skills that are useful. And sometimes they need the more technical side of the investing. And so that you could solve by teaching. And so it was the idea that you would learn about deal terms, you would learn about exits, you would learn about adding value as a board, learn about valuations and so on. And, and so the, the whole program included that. And, and these rising tide programs, they were micro funds that were Luxembourg based. We had an issue at some point because there, there was a third party provider that unfortunately um, misappropriated some of the LP funds. So that was not a very friendly, it's another learning experience because on some of the funds we've had to exit early. And so it's been, it's meant finding secondary. So you realize that it's extremely complex, uh, but the, because you have all the problems of private equity um, and uh, that 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 come into play. So uh, we we just recently some of those programs where we've had we had this problem while they were supposed to last for six years, we decided to exit early because there were no more funds to manage the program, and so we had to find a secondary buyer, and and, and we did, and uh, and so that's an interesting market to, to develop going forward. Anyway, it created a very large women community, which was uh, uh, which was interesting. Um, I mean, I, I don't particularly seek that, but I think it's also important because there's a different perspective. There's a different uh, um, relation to the company or what you feel is important uh, in in the company. And, and and there's such brilliant women out there. So so I I I, I find that super uh, super exhilarating. Uh, so uh, going back to your question, in terms of we we've been sector agnostic. Uh, obviously, uh, sometimes your community is your referral for deals, is your is is your deal flow, and so their experience will 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 drive people have particular appetite. When you realize that for people that are not regular investors, in fact, fintech is not so simple because it's not always easy to understand. Uh, so people sometimes don't don't like that, and then and then there's you know there's more and more pe- there are more and more people interested in the impact side of things, and and not just about the environmental or the climate change aspect, but also the social and and how it uh, it helps the the environment, and and so so I mean really we're very open to everything uh, that that comes. We we just want uh, a good story, uh, a good team, a good execution plan. And and that 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 that's what's going to appeal to to, to our community. So um, yeah, I'm glad you actually um, you know talked about the women network um, because that's actually like a perfect transition into a question, uh, a follow up question that I had, which was if you um, personally have found and and you kind of answered part of it. So, but I want to dig a little bit deeper. If you found. Um, a lot of women wanting to join you on the angel investing journey because, you know, we've so far we've talked to a lot of women at um, venture capital firms, um, early stage to late stage. Um, f- I would say fewer in the angel investor role. So, um, but I know that is also one of the ways uh, in which women can really contribute to also not just 
you know, raising the numbers in terms of female investors, but also, like you said, because they have a different perspective, uh, increasing the number of women being funded. So just curious to uh, whether you've seen a lot of women and, you know, angel investors, and do you think that making angel investing known and accessible could be one of the solutions to fixing the disparity issues that we see in VC? I think that we we have about slightly under 20% women in our community. It was more at the beginning and then as it grew, uh, and you realize, you know, there's also a question of of, of the age groups. Uh, if, if This is something that people do in addition to their jobs. So if they have kids, family, you know, what time is the right time to have the pitches, you know, between six and eight or so it, I think there's a logistics issue. Um, we we record our pitches so people can listen to them uh, after the event itself. Uh, but but I, we've seen you know in terms of availability. The second thing is in terms of being comfortable with the idea of investing and 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 bringing that confidence that you know that they have something to bring to the equation. And I think that's where the learning element is important. Um, we want to. Uh, one of our uh, uh, one of our ideas is, is is it's. I mean, I didn't invent it because I had it when I was in Gobion. Is is to do that that teaching and that learning. And I know you could learn everything through uh, webinars, but it's not the same when you're exchanging and then you, when you're applying to one of the deals that you're going to be doing the due diligence on. So the the that learning by doing is 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 super important. Uh, I think we, we were a bit frustrated also when, you know, with all the COVID rules, people weren't seeing each other. People also thought it was an interesting way of getting to know each other, mingling. So I am keen on on, on bringing on more women. And I've recently uh, met a number of women that I think are, are, are going to be interesting additions uh, and, and that people always are very excited uh, about it. Uh, but then they realize, you know, a due diligence takes time. Uh, sitting on the board of a company takes time. There's no remuneration for it. Um, there's a little bit of carry at the end, but, you know, you don't know how far down the road. Um, what I have seen is that in most of the companies where we've invested, we've had at least, if not two of the founders, which were female. I don't know how that happened. It didn't. It didn't sway the fact that our majority uh, men investor uh, felt comfortable or not about about investing in those companies. But it just happened to be like that. And and I think that has opened my eyes to the fact that there is a lot of money out there to help because the, it is an under women led companies are underfunded. And, and and so I, I'm sort of now trying to identify everything that is available because it is an accelerator factor. And uh, and and I think that um, I was there's one company that we've invested in Mauritius, which is a taxi app. You go and uh, it's a couple. And I said, but even you know the EDB has loans for SMEs. You know you're raising capital. This is non-dilutive. You should go out there and, and see how you can be eligible. Uh, ABAN has, uh, through its catalytic program, it has also matching funds uh, if you have females. So so all of these things, I think we need to, you know, it's a bit of uh, positive discrimination. Great. Uh, let, let's take it uh, because there are, we also hear from some of the startups uh, that we've met uh 
where where they 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 felt very very intimidated uh, because they were a young woman trying to raise funds in front of people that just said, "Oh, who's this little person?" And you know, and so if you're not personally faced with that, you can ignore it. Uh, but but it is a fact that it does happen, and that uh, that they are less uh, seen and. And that I, I I think that in in most of the pictures that I see coming through, we use the platform uh, Delum uh, that we we just uh, connected with. It's from Estonia, I think originally it was an Estonian angel group, and now they're selling it. Uh, most of the deals are are, are I, I would say are um, are male founders. Uh, many of them in Africa are male founders, and uh, but yeah, strangely the first one we've done, and and a few of the ones that we're looking at currently in Mauritius are also uh, at least uh, one, if not both founders, uh, very often you have two, uh, which are women. So I think that's exciting. Um, I don't make a difference if it's one or the other, but I know that I can get a little extra money. And so now I'm going to learn how to get that little extra money because it, it'll help the company go further without having to raise uh, raise funds again. So uh so yeah, that's been that, that's been my experience with women. That is a very real answer, honestly, and thanks for sharing that with the anecdotes you mentioned. So that's uh, yeah, like thanks for sharing. Um, just on a follow up there to the same on the same topic, uh, what advice do you think uh, you want to give to women investors who are trying to break in and find their way into the world of investing, as well as women founders, like you said. Uh, you see them here and there, but for various reasons, uh, there are still far too few. Uh, what advice would you have for them? And and we would love to end the uh, session by just, you know, asking you on who you found as uh, one of the female mentors or somebody you've looked up to in the ecosystem. Um, the, I mean, for, for, the, for the startups, I think that there's enough uh, incubators, accelerators, training, et cetera, out there so that they know uh, what a solid uh, foundation of an early stage company is supposed to look like. What are the ingredients that they need to have? What what balance do they have to have in the team that they're putting forward or that they're planning on hiring? Um, so I think there's enough out there. Uh, I think they need to use uh, angel investors or investors in their community to to uh to, to pitch they should exercise their pitch they should listen to the questions that they are being asked um they should i I've, I've always felt that you know women always went that extra mile uh to 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 just be as slightly in advance so that they're not being caught short and and I think that that's a wise move because you know if if they had all the answers so what do you want to say um there's so that that's one thing uh a woman that i've looked up to i think i've seen many impressive women uh i i um i don't know if i've looked up to i i, I find that there's a woman that i i really find interesting who is uh, christine lagarde she recently you know she was uh, she was giving some advice to um uh, to some young students about you know where they were where they were going to go next and what their aspirations were so i think i i i i i i like her because she has she has all those components she is brilliant 
She has a, an extraordinary career. She's hyper knowledgeable. She has all the political sense that's required. Uh, so she's this extremely interesting balance. And 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 so I I I she's obviously not in this segment, but but I find that that she and and she also has this sort of nurturing side to her if she's uh, with with that type of uh, community or, or, or assistance. So uh, so yeah, she's. Uh, and otherwise, I there's there's somebody that I am very impressed with, which is a a, a startup in uh, in in Mauritius. I mean, she's not a startup yet, but I hope she will be soon. Um, and she has a drive and an energy, uh, which in some of these environments in Africa, which are not always easy, you know, having to deal with the public administrations and and the meandering and and the you know, there's a sort of a historical way of doing things. And and she has a way of saying, I want to go from here to there, and I will find my way in this forest, and I will, you know, and I will find solid people uh, around me that'll help me make it over there. So I'm very excited about what she could potentially become, and uh, and 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 the way she has already managed to. Uh, to get through all these hurdles that are being put, and and some of them are uh, are are uh, just clearly discrimination. So uh, uh, so she she's she says you know I'm a tough I'm a tough woman and uh, and you know people don't like it. So yeah, some people don't like it. So this there is a cultural. It is I mean it is it is and Mauritius is interesting for that because we have this mix of Indian Chinese European African cultures. And so we we can't completely ignore uh, the historical backgrounds of all that. So it's it, I, I find it a very interesting mix. I, I really like that you brought out um, two women from very different backgrounds doing very different things, but just showing that um, inspiration, mentorship, and just a keen interest can come from from anywhere, really. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Isabel, for joining us on the show tonight. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much.